Welcome to the Crescent Podcast. I'm Leanne. This podcast is an extension of my personal philosophy and commitment to continual growth in all areas of life. I firmly believe that optimal health comes from addressing all areas of us as human beings, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Through expert interviews, I hope to both inspire and enable you to create sustained change in your own life. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy. Well, here we are. We made it to Friday. This felt like such a long week to me. I don't know about you. Not necessarily in a bad way. I had so many amazing Evox sessions with clients this week that just totally fill me up. And yet I'm still super, super tired. And so I'm so excited for the weekend to just be able to do some really soothing, rejuvenating, relaxing things to recharge. So jumping right into today's Evox episode, for those of you who listened to last week's, you'll know that this week's is actually a continuation of last week's because in last week's Evox episode, or excuse me, Evox session, I did not have a releasing pattern, which means I need to continue Evoxing on that exact topic. And that topic from last week was shame around money. And so in case you don't remember where that session ended last week was that I had gotten to a point where I recognized that I was buying things or I'm spending money on things, whether it's food or items, products, personal care products, because it gives me joy. And I was able to identify that there's this subconscious belief or fear that when these things come up that I want, it's like an opportunity for joy. And I'm so afraid that another opportunity for joy won't come that I feel like I have to take the opportunity. And in this case, with money in particular, it looks like me just buying the things I want, again, whether it's food or items, just sort of unreservedly because I'm afraid that if I don't buy it, I'm gonna miss out on this chance for joy and there might not be another chance for joy that comes along. So that was really as far as I got in last week's session and that's where I picked up again with the Evox this week. What I wanted to dive into in this session was why does why do I feel the need to buy things to make me happy? And I think the deeper question there is what is this sadness related to that feels so all-consuming that I feel like I need to soothe this sadness regularly by buying things. For those of you who know me well, or if you're a client of mine, you know that I talk in analogies a lot. (laughs) And when I'm in Evox sessions, so much of what's coming up for me is a lot of imagery and analogies. And so going into this Evox session, what I was asking myself is what is this sadness related to? Why do I feel such a need to soothe this sadness? And the imagery that came to me was this image of like a deep, deep, deep well. And this well just represented a well of sadness. And what came to me next was this imagery of every time I buy something, It's like I'm trying to buy enough things to fill up that well so that the sadness is gone. There was another analogy that came to mind too that I thought was so on point to how I think I'm actually feeling. And it's that I almost feel like deep down in my subconscious, in my spirit, 
there's this army of sadness trying to attack me or just this army of sadness that is bringing me down and I'm trying to build up an army of joy in order to fight against that army of sadness. And so each thing that I buy or even each piece of joy that I give myself, not even in purchasing something, maybe it's a walk on the beach, maybe it's time with friends and family, but also, you know, giving myself that amazing dinner, getting this new health product, getting these supplements, These are all different things that give me joy and each one that I get and I give myself, it's like a new addition to my joy army so that I can fight, hopefully fight against this sadness army. This probably sounds so crazy. Again, these are just analogies. This is just imagery that's coming up in my mind. And I think for me personally, when I turn something into an analogy, it helps my conscious brain understand it so much better. And I've seen the same hold true for so many of my clients, even just my friends when we're having conversation. But the essence of what was coming up is just there is so much more sadness and grief that I think has been repressed for years that It never really hit me I had, I was holding on to this much. And when I see how much sadness and grief has been repressed, it's helping me understand more and more these patterns around money because I think to my subconscious, this is a matter of survival. I'm fighting against this sadness. I'm fighting against this army of sadness. And if I want to survive, I have to keep gathering as many sources of joy as possible. Because if I don't, the sadness is just going to consume me. And so when I look at it in the context of money, it really helps explain this pattern because something I was thinking about last week and at the start of this week's Evox was why is it, why is it so hard for me sometimes to say no to making a certain purchase? Whether again, whether it's like, I really want this one meal. Why is it so hard for me to say, no, I don't need to buy that meal today? Or I really want this new health product. Why is it so hard for me to say, no, uh, I can get that next month? It really feels like so often with some of these things that I want to get for myself, it can, it feel there's so much emotional charge around it. And I talked about this in a previous episode too, where when I don't give myself those things, I am so sad and disheartened. And I think I'm starting to understand the deeper emotional roots to that emotional charge around buying things because my subconscious has made this connection between buying things that give me joy and survival in a sense, survival against this sadness that has been slowly eating away at me. And it's so afraid that the sadness is going to win that it doesn't want to miss a single opportunity for joy. I have to just keep collecting joy, collecting joy, collecting joy. Otherwise, I'm going to be completely consumed by this sadness. And so I think that helps me understand a little bit more why it can feel so life or death, some of these purchases. And again, even that probably sounds so ridiculous, but maybe there's some of you out there who are listening who go, no, I have the same thing where... On the outside, externally, when I'm looking at it consciously, my conscious brain understands like, okay, this is not a big deal. You don't need to get this. But for some reason, there's such an emotional pull to get that thing. 
and it becomes this like really emotionally charged battle within your mind. And for me, at least the case was that I think there's so much more going on deeper down. I'm very aware what this grief and sadness is related to. That became very clear to me throughout the Evox. However, the specific events that the grief and sadness are related to are not things that I think I'm ready to share publicly at this point. I do think at some point probably this year I will start to share about that, but I'm just not quite there yet. What was really interesting is once I recognized the depth of the grief and sadness during the Evox session, I asked myself, am I ready to start to let this go? And honestly, the response from my subconscious was just like a complete shutdown. Utter fear and disassociation, not wanting to look at it, wanting to just like curl up in a ball and hide from it. And this was really profound for me because through all the things I've worked through with Evox and the years that I've been using Evox, I've never had this type of response to something being let go. Every response my subconscious has had is, I'm so ready to let this go. Let's dive in. Let's move on. Let's release this. So when I could feel this sort of closing off of my subconscious related to this topic, I was like, oh, wow, this is really deeply seated and something my subconscious is even afraid to address. And so there's nothing right or wrong in that response. What I continued to do was ask pondering questions. And so when my subconscious or when my mind was like, I don't know if I'm ready to let this go. I don't even want to think about it. I'm so afraid. The next question I asked was, what am I afraid will happen if I start to process this grief? And immediately the answer was, I'm just so afraid that I will get lost in it, that I will get lost in the cold darkness of this grief. And I'm not sure. I'm afraid that I'll never be able to find my way out of it. I had another really interesting analogy come up in my mind during this part of the session where now instead of this army of sadness that I'm fighting against, the sadness became this like leech on my chest. I know it sounds so gross, (laughs) but I had this very clear imagery of just like this leech on my chest literally eating me alive. And it felt like this thing that I'm never going to be able to get off of me. And I see it there on my chest and this like massive leech, like a leech the size of my entire chest from shoulder to shoulder. And I see it there and it's like eating me alive and I'm scratching at it and trying to pull it off. And I'm also just screaming in terror because I can't seem to get it off of me. And I don't know that I ever will be able to get it off of me. It was really jarring the imagery that was coming up in my mind. It was just like sheer terror of feeling like I'm being eaten alive by this leech. But the leech is representative of this sadness and grief. And so really deep down my subconscious telling me that it's feeling like it's being eaten alive by this grief. And so I let that terror come up and out. Thankfully with the Evox and the biofeedback that we're receiving during a session, I think it helps regulate our nervous system so much. So I'm not actually in a panic as those images are coming up. And in looking at this leech and thinking about this leech on my chest, what came to me was that 
this parasite, this thing on me, this sadness is eating all of my joy, right? This is what parasites do in the body is they consume our nutrients and so we become malnourished then. And this was the imagery that was really coming to me that this this grief parasite was taking all of the joy that I was trying to take in for myself. And so I would, you know, whatever, that that meal that I just had for myself, that amazing cup of coffee I just had that was supposed to be this beautiful, nourishing piece of joy for me is then getting stolen by this parasitic grief leech. <laughs> That's what we're calling it. And that's why I continue, despite giving myself so many amazing things, whether it's products or experiences, despite giving myself so many of those things to give myself joy, I still still feel so depleted and malnourished when it comes to joy. And again, all of this is just an analogy for the fact that this deep, deep grief that my spirit has been holding on to, that my body has been holding on to all these years, has been like a parasite to my spirit, to my mind, to my body. And when there's such a deep well of repressed emotions, our body is constantly trying to balance that out. And so I think that's why these pieces of joy that I crave so intensely it's my spirit trying to balance out the depth of this grief. You know, it's going, this grief is too heavy. It's disrupting the equilibrium. Therefore, we need to take in so much more joy to offset the depth of this thing. But the root cause there, right, is I can continue to just take in, take in more joy from all these different sources. But if I'm never actually addressing that grief, then this is just going to be a perpetual issue that my body and my spirit is addressing and so I just imagined myself having kind of this reasoning conversation with my subconscious where I was saying it's it's safe to start to let this grief go you're not going to get lost and stuck in the cold darkness of grief you are going to be able to find your way out of it and in fact if you don't look at this grief and process it and let it go exactly what you fear might come to pass. You might end up getting lost in the darkness of this grief if you continue to try and run away from it because at some point it's going to become too all-consuming. And so weirdly, I imagined finally pulling that leech off my chest and telling myself just again and again in my head, you're safe, the leech is gone, this grief is no longer eating me alive. And in doing that, I felt a massive sense of relief and calm and safety wash over me in feeling like, okay, this grief is no longer literally eating me alive. I'm safer now. I don't have to be afraid of that happening. The wounds are still there. The wounds still need healing, but active damage isn't still being incurred. After that sense of calm set in, I had an incredibly profound epiphany related to the shame and the money because still up to this point, I hadn't made a connection between why do I feel so much shame around spending money on things that bring me joy? And this was the epiphany that I'm going to try and do my best to explain because it's a little abstract. 
And so it's this, it's that I am ashamed of how I spend my money because I'm spending money to soothe a wound that I'm ashamed of. So almost like I'm using this money to cover up or silence this wound that is so painful and feels so shameful. I don't want anyone to know about it. And so when it comes to money, it's like I see that I have certain negative patterns around money, but I don't want to talk about them and I don't want to highlight them because that means acknowledging that I'm using this money in this way to try and soothe this wound and I don't want anyone to know about this wound. Therefore, I can't talk about money. I don't want to look at it. I want to run away from it because ultimately I want to run away from this wound. And really, it becomes this super negative downward shame spiral. I think I said it in another podcast episode that from what I have observed with shame, whenever we have shame around something, it is such a pervasive emotion that really shuts us down and steals our voice. And so when there's shame around it, it makes us so afraid to talk about something. And ultimately, it makes us so afraid and shameful to do the things we actually need to do to heal the wounds. And so anytime I see that I have shame around something, I know that I need to almost like address this more than anything else because otherwise that shame is going to keep me stuck and silent. So once I had that epiphany of just, oh my God, this is why I'm so ashamed of my money habits because It relates back to this deeper wound that I'm still carrying a lot of shame around. And I don't want anyone to know about that wound and the shame around that wound. So I have to hide from my money habits and disassociate from it so that I don't have to address it. (laughs) And I know that can sound so simple, but it really was so profound for me. And actually, after that epiphany came up, I had some more imagery of course what else (laughs) but I had this image that up until this point in my life I had been trapped in this glass orb and upon having that epiphany it was like the glass around me finally opened up and for the first time in years I felt the coolness of the breeze on my skin and I took this deep breath of fresh air and I saw the trees swaying in the wind and the birds flying around and it really felt like oh my god I'm finally free and after that imagery I had a releasing pattern so yay (laughs) so what does that look like for me going forward how is this session going to change the way I look at this pattern and hopefully change my habits going forward well Now, when I get the urge to buy something, I can look at it with this new lens of, and particularly if there's still all of this emotional charge around it, but I know consciously that maybe I shouldn't be buying a certain thing. I think now I'll be able to have a much more informed conversation with myself and go, you know, something along the lines of, okay, I... I know you feel like you need this so intensely because of this grief inside, but there's actually so many other ways to help soothe this grief that don't require money. There's actually so many other ways to fill yourself up with joy that don't require money. And so can I maybe right now in this moment 
turn to one of those tools to help soothe myself, to help give myself a dose of joy while I continue to do other things to work through this grief. I always tell clients when we start to understand the subconscious root fears or beliefs around our behaviors, it really helps give us so much more grace and understanding for ourselves rather than looking at these patterns and behaviors and having this really negative self-talk of, oh my gosh, I'm so, why do you keep doing this? You're so stupid. You know you shouldn't do this, but you keep doing it. Instead, we can look at that pattern and go, wow, my subconscious is so afraid that this grief is going to destroy me and it loves me so much and it just wants a respite from this grief. That's why it wants to buy this thing so bad. And when I can look at it from that new lens, there's so much more empathy and understanding and grace that can come into it. And so instead of going down this path of beating myself up, I can actually go down this path of gratitude and say, thank you so much for trying to protect me from this thing with this pattern. However, there are other options. There are other ways I can protect myself from this. And just having that conversation with the subconscious going, I know you maybe think this is the only way. So for example, in my case, really specifically, something that I can think going forward is, I know that you think the only way to soothe this grief is to buy things, to buy things that give me joy. But I'm going to start showing you that there are other ways to soothe this grief that don't include buying things. And so we have that grace, we have that understanding for ourselves, but then we also start to tell the subconscious, give the subconscious a different story, different options to now address these deeper root emotions in different ways. And I'm sorry to keep beating around the bush with the root cause of the grief. As I said, I just know I can feel in my heart that it's not the time for me to speak out publicly with it. What I will say with this is that I, obviously you guys know I'm doing Evox myself weekly to support myself, but in this matter in particular, I know that I want to also look for out additional outside support. And so I've been looking around for actually EMDR practitioners in the area. And I just had a conversation with one today and I'm going to have an appointment with her next week. So I'm really excited to try that um, and just add, add another tool to my toolkit. One of the things that came up as I was asking myself, what do I need to heal from this grief? My subconscious was like, you need to talk about it. And so I'm really excited to meet with this therapist who also utilizes EMDR because I know that I need to talk about this in a safe environment. But the other thing that I want to say here is, I am just seeing how important it is, particularly when working with trauma, that we have to be engaging and interacting with the body on a physiological level too. I think talk therapy on its own can only get us so far because we know trauma isn't just stored in our brain, it's stored in our body. And so in order to really release it, we need to be interacting with the body consciously and subconsciously. And so... That's why it was really important for me to not just find a therapist who I could talk to, but 
a therapist who's using some kind of somatic technique. I have never tried EMDR before. I've known about it for years. I've heard so many amazing things about it. So I'm really excited to try it for myself and hopefully be able to share that with you guys as well. I'm being really conscious to document this journey that of working through this trauma so that should the time come when I am ready to share it with you, I will be able to really, really clearly document what I was feeling, what I was experiencing, how was it how was it manifesting in my patterns? What tools did I use to work through it so that I can bring all that to you guys one day when it feels safe and appropriate? I know this was a very analogy heavy episode. <laughs> so if you made it to the end of this, thank you so much for listening. If you made it to the end of this and you just feel utterly confused, I don't blame you, (laughs) but if you have questions or you just want to talk, I would love to hear from you. My social media is in the show notes below. If you go to the website, there's also the email, even the business phone number is on there. If you just want to give me a call and we can chat. Like I said, I love hearing from you guys, whether it's questions or just feedback. It's so wonderful to start to cultivate more and more of a community here. And now I am so ready to go engage in some very soothing, uplifting activities. I think after here, I'm going to go do a nice long walk on the beach and then go to a really lovely dinner with Omid later tonight. I hope each of you gets to do something this weekend that just sets your soul on fire, even if it's something as simple as an outdoor walk or singing out loud in your kitchen Whatever it is, ask yourself, what is something that's going to set my soul on fire this weekend and see what you can do to give that to yourself. You are so, so worthy of it. And finally, the last thing that I'll say is next week, I have an episode coming out with Alana Keneally, Dr. Keneally's daughter. We are sharing our favorite products of the year, basically just some of our favorite products that we've been using this year specifically. So that's going to be a really fun episode. And the week after that, I have a podcast coming out with a financial coach. So definitely some more things to look forward to that are outside of this Evox series. So have an amazing weekend, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. And until next Friday. 